0: the go forth and golf podcast where you can
1: listen to everything related to the game of golf golf tips to help you improve your golf game entertaining interviews discussions about the latest in golf equipment and so much more now here is your host pga professional steve goforth hello And welcome back to another episode of the go forth and golf podcast. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. Really excited to bring you this interview today that I did with Brandon Becker from TaylorMade. We're going to talk about the revolutionary golf equipment that TaylorMade has come out with this year with their new carbon woods. Welcome to the carbon age, because that's where we are right now. There's no looking back. They are turning the golf equipment world upside down with this new stealth driver that they're coming out with. So we're going to talk about everything you need to know about the new stealth line of woods. Also their irons, which are unbelievable. We're also going to talk about their line of golf balls this year with the TP5, TP5X tool response and soft response. Also what's going on out there in the LPGA and PGA tour, who are going to be, who is going to be playing their golf equipment and who does Brandon think will have a really good year for made this year and we also talk about some very interesting statistics when it comes to comparing current TaylorMade made staffer colin morikawa to tiger woods and where they are and how they compare to tiger's time frame into his career matching what we've seen so far with morikawa so you don't want to miss that some really really cool stats that davis from our golf shop at cross creek had run across and shared with me i shared it with brandon we have a good little conversation about that and also how Tiger Woods has influenced their golf equipment. So this is a really, really good conversation that we had. You're not going to be disappointed. You're going to be thoroughly entertained about what's going on in the golf world when it comes to TaylorMade golf. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview with Brandon Becker from TaylorMade.
0: Oh, he got out of that one.
1: Brandon, welcome back to the podcast, man. How you been doing? I've been
0: great. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate
1: hey, it. My pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming back on. and. Uh, Let me tell you something. We have some exciting stuff to talk about. I could not wait to have you back on the podcast because TaylorMade is just absolutely turning golf equipment, uh, the golf equipment world upside down. And I cannot wait to hear about this new stealth driver, the fairway wood, the rescue, the irons. It's just absolutely unbelievable stuff. And I don't think people really uh, realize how much you guys have uh, revolutionized the golf industry with this. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into uh, the interview, but wanted to kind of start out with golf balls. You know, what are you guys doing with golf balls right now? And uh, are there going to be any changes to the Taylor made ball going into this year uh, or things staying the same?
0: Um, well, thanks. Thanks for uh, teeing it up. Um, yeah, we, um, we definitely like to, um, shake things up in the equipment industry. We're big on, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, visual technology and things like that. and Definitely push the limits, um, you know, on the rules and, and regulation side of thing and the performance, uh, benefits as much as we possibly can. So, um, look forward to kind of going through the whole line and, um, golf ball is no exception. So um our our tour level ball our tp5 tp5x it's staying the same for um for this year we'll have it available in our in the all-white classic all-white we'll have it available in yellow we'll have it available in our picks pattern that ricky fowler and matt wolf have played on tour and then we'll also have it available in that same picks pattern but in a usa themed kind of red white and blue pattern Uh, so that those will those will be available this year And then kind of working through our line, our next tier down uh, is our tour response lineup, tour response and soft response. That'll be new for this year. So the tour response is getting kind of reworked. It'll have the same cover, same tour flight dimple pattern as the TP balls have now. So you get a little extra carry distance out of it. So you see a little extra distance gain in the tour response. And the biggest difference, between the tour response and the TP, besides, you know, the price point being $10 or so less expensive is um, it's a three piece urethane as opposed to a five piece urethane, but it is still a urethane golf ball. And the urethane is is the cover on the outside that gives it that soft feel, um, that soft sound and gives it all the spin um urethane is definitely every I, I don't know of a tour player on any tour out there that plays another ball other than a urethane golf ball uh, it's just a performance benefit you know on the wedge shots around the green the wedge shots into the green your iron your driver everything it's just performance benefit. so um so that's still available it's actually a great ball for for the cooler weather months because it's a little softer just 70 compression instead of you know 85 to 95 so it feels a little better when everything's condensed already, um, and we've definitely had our fair share of cold weather here lately. Um, a little more than I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm from the northeast, so I'm I'm used to that. We enjoyed it a little bit, but built some snowmen and stuff uh, one day. But um, I also live down in the south for a reason, so I'm okay, I'm okay with it warming up here any day <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: But Listen, um, those snowmen are a whole lot better than the snowmen we have on the <laughs> golf course, right? You don't – you want to avoid those at all costs. That's right. That's right, for sure, <laughs>
0: definitely. Um, no snowmen on the golf course. But, yeah, so uh, Tour Response is available in white and yellow, and then we're also going to have it in this um, stripe ball that's that's coming out. It's essentially a white ball with a large kind of alignment aid, um, like a True Path alignment aid in, in a yellowish color that goes around the ball, really great for alignment purposes, a visual aid for hitting shots and finding the ball out there as well. So uh, that's that's something you can check out. Yep. That'll be new for this year. And then soft response uh, it's getting updated as well. So that's going from a 60 compression down to a 50 compression. So it'll be the lowest compression three piece ionomer on the market. So it doesn't have the urethane. So, um, $10 less than, than the tour response because it doesn't have the earth ain't covered. So you're not going to get as much spin around the greens, but if you're looking for something that still, that feels soft, but is going to still give you distance, that would be the way to go. You know, there's always a trade off, you know, with your, as you get into your value golf balls um, kind of your ammo for, for the guy that's just, you know, or gal that we just want as many golf balls as we can because we like playing this game but we're not very good and we lose a lot of golf balls and don't want to spend a bunch of money on golf balls i totally understand i was there at some point in my life as well um those are kind of ionomer golf balls or sirloin golf balls they're not um they don't have the urethane cover so you're not going to get quite the same performance but with that there's always a trade-off so if you make a ball feel very soft you lose distance and if you make it really firm you gain distance but it doesn't feel very good. It feels hard. So, um, everybody likes a nice soft feel. So being a three piece softball, you'll still get some of the distance because it's a three piece, the way the golf ball works without, you know, you're not sacrificing too much distance, get that soft feel.
1: So that will be good. I've been something I've been really impressed with not to interrupt you, but the tour response and soft response, I have been absolutely amazed at the feedback I have gotten on those golf balls. Yes. You're lower tier golf ball, but I've had so many people come up to me and tell me how well they perform. Yes, it's lesser value, but man, you did not sacrifice any quality at all when you guys made these golf balls. So a great price point, great golf ball. Uh, And it's just something you you don't quite see very often. You think, okay, well I'm paying less, but I'm not going to get as good of a golf ball. It's not the case with, with the tool response and soft response.
0: No, uh, definitely not. Uh, The tool response is, essentially a a tour level golf ball there's other three-piece urethane golf balls out there that are considered tour level that guys on tour are playing the biggest difference is that compression it's just a softer feeling ball yeah um so you know at a super high club head speed you you might lose a little bit of distance because it's going to spin a little more but for your average golfer i mean that's going to be a really really good ball a really good alternative and like i said in the colder months it's a really good ball to play in the winter when everything feels hard anyways Um, You get a little bit softer feel with the tour response ball, same concept, but for, you know, somebody who's not necessarily concerned about spin, if they spin it a lot already off the tee and they're not, they play a lot of bump and runs, they're not really trying to hit uh, spinny wedge shots around the green. It's a phenomenal golf ball, especially at the
1: price. Right. With the uh, the TP5 and TP5X, talk a little bit about that. Now, I know that I've run across some golfers that get a little bit confused about, okay, should I play TP5? Should I play TP5X? What would be the big differences there? Why would somebody need to go with an X as opposed to just a TP5?
0: Yeah, the difference between TP5 and TP5X, and, you know, why I play one versus the other, there's really two main things um the the five is going to feel a little bit softer so if you're just somebody who likes a softer feeling ball but wants all the benefits of a tour ball you might go that way the x is going to feel a little firmer and then the other reason is the spin so that the x is going to spin a little less the five is going to spin a little more so whether it's more important for you off the drive or around the greens you know whatever your biggest focus whatever you want to focus on most with the golf ball um or in your game, wherever your biggest challenges or whatever you're trying to change the most, that's where you maybe focus on which, which golf ball to play. So, you know, if you typically play firm and fast greens and you're constantly, you know, your wedge shots are bouncing and releasing and, and things like that, you might want to play a five because it's going to give you a little bit more spin around the greens. You know, maybe you can uh, get it to check up a little bit and get it to, to land and finish closer to the hole, make more birdies, maybe some Eagles in there, right. <laughs> you know, but, the the X on the other hand, if you spin it a little bit more than you want off a off a drive or off your irons, if you switch to the X, it's you know it's we're only talking about a couple hundred RPMs of difference in spin here, but you know at, with a driver, a couple hundred RPMs of spin could be the difference between you know some ideal conditions or versus a little bit of uh, spinny conditions. Um, I've seen with better better players, you know, especially if they like to hit you know a, a specific shot, their go to shot to cut and they get fit to a driver to hit a good cut, you know, but they want to be able to hit a draw too, you know, and, and when they try to hit a draw, it knuckles a little bit, or, you know, if they mm-hmm. miss hit it, it falls out of the air. If you go to a ball that spins a little bit more, yeah, it might spin a little bit more on your go-to shot, but it allows you to hit that secondary shot that you want to be able to hit as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, uh, again, the biggest thing, you know, feels going to be a factor for me putting, I like the, the sound and feel of the five versus the X um you know if I were going to base it just strictly off the T, would probably go with the ax it spins a little less I tend to you know get a little little spin going on the driver at times but you can't you can't go wrong with either ball they're both phenomenal they have the same technology you know just the five is going to give you a little bit more spin from from really from tee to green and the ax is going to give you a little less spin from from tee to green so it's just you know, And there's guys that if it's a windy day, I'm going to play the X today because it's going to spin a little less. It's going to hold its lines better. Right. If it's wet, I know myself, if I'm playing a course and it's wet and you know they may have not had a chance to mow the greens or anything like that, I'm going to play the X because it's got a little less spin and I don't want to hit wedge shots that land pin high and come ripping off the green. All right. um, conversely, if I'm playing someplace and I know it's dry and it's firm and it's fast, I'll throw the five in there. Um, it might spin a, a, a little bit more off the drive, but I'm going to be able to hold, hold the greens a little bit better. So it's yeah. not, you don't necessarily have to play just one or just the other, but I do also understand that a lot of people want to have a ball and get dialed in on one ball. I'm just not that good enough to be able to, to do that. So <laughs> I based it off kind of the conditions, which one I'm going to play, um, on any given day. So, sure. um, but we do have some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. I can't talk too, too much about it, but, um, very custom coming out. Um, you'll see some things on tour with, uh, Ricky Fowler, Matt Wolf. Um, I believe probably Rory, some cool things that are going to be coming out. Um, and eventually it'll be available at retail. Um, some things that TaylorMade's done on our website, things like that, that are coming down the pipeline with golf ball in particular. Um, and with the TP franchise, things that you'll be able to do with the golf ball that are, that are pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. I know they got a lot of things going on for for those that are listening that don't know our um, ball plant, one of our ball plants is located in Liberty, South Carolina, not too far away from from where you're you're uh, recording this. But they they make all our TP balls there. They make the tour response balls there and they've got some pretty crazy machinery and um, improvements and things that they're adding in at that ball plant right now to to. Uh, to get us to the, to the spot that we have the capacity and capability to do some of these cool things and ideas that we have with, uh, with custom golf balls coming up.
1: Any idea on a frame on that? When the, when the golfer listening could, can be on the lookout for that?
0: Some of it will definitely um, be available this, this year. Um, probably in spring, you'll start to see some of these things available, you know, whether on the website, um, some of the guys on tour will definitely be putting them in play um, at various events throughout the year. And you'll see some promo stuff on the, on the Made website, and then it'll be available at retail as well, or, um, to a certain extent later this year. And then, you know, really it's, it's part of, it's just the world we live in right now with all the supply chain issues. Um, we, we want to get this right and, and bring it to market. Um, but in order to bring it out fully everywhere for everyone, we just need the, uh, supply chains to catch up a bit so it'll be a little bit limited early on but it's pretty cool stuff that we'll have down the road for um your average golfer, your corporate events your country club you know things like that as well as you know fun stuff that our tour players will do and activations they'll do whether on social media or at the at the tournaments they're playing in and stuff
1: like that it'll be pretty cool yeah, really excited to see that. And if you have not played the golf ball, you're listening, you've not played TaylorMade, maybe you've been with another brand, you really need to put it in play. Yeah, I, I've been absolutely thrilled with the performance I've gotten out of the golf ball. And then, of course, like I said earlier, the feedback has just been phenomenal. It's, it's just an unbelievable golf ball across the board, no matter which one you're playing, uh, like you were saying, Brandon. So highly encourage you if you're listening to the podcast right now and you've not played a golf ball made by TaylorMade, Definitely do it. You will not be disappointed. It's some really, really good stuff. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure All, Maine is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox and wellness consulting pure on main is dedicated to helping and serving their community please give them a call and let them recommend top of the line products that are results driven i get all of my wellness supplements from them and i feel amazing visit their website at pureonmain.com. again that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products or you can visit their downtown locations in greenville and greer so what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. So let's let's jump into uh the new line stealth. This is like I said earlier, unbelievable. I mean, you guys have just hit an absolute home run with this. And and like I said, I don't think the listener maybe they don't quite understand how revolutionary this is and what you guys are doing. It's the first ever carbon wood. Like you guys have been saying, welcome to the carbon wood age. And we are here. And, uh, I, I can't tell you how amazed I am with this, not only with the performance, but with the sound, I thought, okay, carbon, wait a minute, this thing's going to sound really weird. It's going to feel yeah. really yeah. weird. Not the case. Uh, talk to me about it. What, what did you guys, how did you guys come up with this? um explain how amazing this driver is yeah it's
0: um it's it's been a long time in the in the making the concept's over 20 years old really it is it is like revolutionary kind of change to the way golf clubs are made um we won't be making titanium drivers anymore they'll all be carbon woods i love that we still call them woods and to kind of pay homage to where the game came from originally right. even though right. i was thinking about that earlier anymore yeah <laughs> yeah but um and actually to take just a real quick brief like history lesson yeah golf started with woods and um i mean before that it was you know sticks and rocks essentially is what they kind of just made work together and and started doing it and then uh, then woods came along steel shafted woods and, and the lake and then in 79 gary adams actually came out with um the first metal wood um that kind of put TaylorMade on the map. It was quickly adopted on tour and guys could see the performance benefits, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, I think it was just about 20 years, maybe a little less than 20 years later, um, titanium was introduced to the market. And ever since then, it's really been titanium that's that's kind of led the way. And then we've been for about 20 years now, since since that really came out, a, sh- a few years after that came out, we kind of started our engineers they're pretty good at mapping out and knowing like how much given the the world's technology the manufacturing technologies that are out there you know and the limitations on stuff how long can we use this technology and how long can we keep improving on it before we kind of max out with that technology so they've for about 20 years they've been conceptualizing this and coming up with uh, various ideas can we do this can we do that And, and carbon was one of them and then there was a a testing phase to see if one, if it's possible, if it would hold up. And then more importantly, like, does it give us better performance? Cause if it doesn't give us better performance. There's no point in doing it. So then they figure out we can get more, uh, better performance, but we got to kind of really fine tune it and make sure that, okay, the performance is there. But like you mentioned, the sound has got to be there. The feels got to be there. The looks got to be there. Um, otherwise people won't play it. It could, it could be the greatest performing thing in the world, but if it, absolutely looks hideous and it sounds terrible um it doesn't feel very good nobody's gonna play it even if it performs better right so you gotta, gotta kind of find a way to do all those things and did that for um a handful of years and then uh basically started with the initial designs and um and building like prototypes and, and testing about five years ago and then you know it took some time to just make sure that everything's right the durability's there and to, and to really come up with like a way to bring it to market. Uh, the the red is obviously we're big on our visual technology at TaylorMade. Um, the driver's face is red for anybody who hasn't seen it. And it's, it's done. There's various reasons for it. One of the reasons is T markers, the two, the two most used colors to mark um, golf balls is red and black. Um, so putting red and black on the driver is not going to leave as many marks on the face. Um, and, and the other side of it was, it's just a good color. It's fast color. Um, and it's something to call out the technology itself. So we've been big on that contrast, that visual contrast between the top line and the face of the club for several years now, over decades, since Rocket Balls first came out, our tour players love it. And there's a reason for it. It's not just that it's, you know, oh, you can see it on TV. Yes, that helps. And that's benefit, but there's a, there's a performance benefit to it golfers on average if you have the same color crown on the club and the same color face if there's no contrast on average they miss six yards further to the right than they do with the contrast
1: so yeah, that that's could be the very difference interesting between stat i never thought about that. that until you guys brought that up uh never really thought about that it makes total sense though and uh, it works i mean you're you're dead on it you're exactly right on that
0: yeah and i mean that's obviously the difference between hitting a, another fairway or or, you know, in some cases hitting the rough is better than being in the bunker or being in the water or anything like that. So it's something that our tour players absolutely love. And we've kept it in the line, you know, for 10 plus years now. But we've been doing it with the crown of the club. Mm-hmm. So in order to get that contrast going and call out the new technology, we kind of flipped it around. So we have the all, all black top. Um, and then we have the red carbon face. So um, we flipped the roles, but we still have
1: that contrast. Let's talk about the face there for a second because, uh, yeah, it's red and, yeah, it's carbon. But you guys have done something that's uh, really cool is you've reinforced this thing so that it it holds up. Tell, talk to the listener about that. What did you guys do to, to make this thing so reinforced and, and stabilized and and where they can trust it and know it's not going to crack? Absolutely. So,
0: um, like I said, we always like to push the limits you know, so there's always going to be anytime you're pushing the limits that close, there's always going to be some warranties and and failures and things like that. But we we back it up. And uh, I personally and and our team at TaylorMade, our customer service, try to back it up with with the best customer service in the business. But having said that, we have reinforced it. It's a 60 layer carbon fiber face um, that actually holds up better than titanium, especially when you factor in our twist face technology. So the common myths, You know, there's two common misses, you know, low towards the heel and high towards the toe. Well, the high towards the toe in particular with titanium, if you constantly hit it there, it tends to warp the metal and then the metal cracks and will give away. With the carbon, it won't it won't warp. So you're going to have better durability in general. Um, And some of you might be thinking, yeah, well, I had a buddy who smacked his club on the ground and blew out the bottom of the bottom of the club. Um, somebody out there is probably laughing right now because they, they know their buddy who did that, <laughs> or they might be the buddy who did that, but, yeah, uh, we've, we've all been there seen it, but that's the bottom of the club and the top of the club. We're talking about, uh, depending on the model, it can vary, but like eight to 12 layers of carbon and on the face here, we have 60. So it's substantially more. And like you've mentioned, we've managed to do that while keeping it, making it sound and feel good not like it's carbon. When I first tested out in Carlsbad, they showed it to us on a slideshow. And, um, then we go out on the range later that day to kind of test it out. And when I first hit it, if, if I didn't know it was carbon, I never would have known it was carbon. Yeah, could never said anything and then came back at, you know, later at night at dinner and been like, okay, so, you know, you yeah. just hit carbon <laughs> and nobody would have had a clue. Now, if you put it side by side versus, you know, our model or a different model, every model has a different sound and feel to it just based on the acoustics of, you know, the, the different type of engineering that goes into each driver that's out there on the market. So um, I'm not saying that it's exactly the same as Sim 2 or the exact same as Sim, but it's without knowing or hitting side by side, you'd never know that this thing was carbon versus a normal titanium driver. Mm-hmm. Um, the other benefit to it, Besides, you know, obviously we've, we've got a nice color on the face, which is a great call out at retailers sitting in the golf shops, on TV. Um, the other benefit is we're saving a ton of weight. Um, so that same size face, which is larger, uh, significantly larger than with uh, Sim 2 or Sim, which makes it more forgiving and easier to hit because so we've got more face to use. It's 44% lighter. So that same face would be 43 grams in titanium. It's only 24 grams in carbon. So that saves us 19 grams of weight, which overall is is roughly 10% of the club head weight. It's a little bit less than that, but roughly 10% of the club head weight that we're able to redistribute in other areas of the club to make it perform better, to to launch higher, spin less, be more forgiving, have higher MOI, all that good stuff. Um, Because the face of the club is kind of the last place you want to put weight. That makes it unforgiving it makes it launch low it makes it spin really low um and the biggest thing is it's, it makes it less forgiving so the more weight you can redistribute around the perimeter of the club you know the the more stable it's going to be the better your miss hits are going to be and then if you can do it in a nice way and you can lower the cgs and things like that you can launch it higher and get it to spin less so what we're seeing in initial testing is we're seeing a a little bit of an increase in launch we're seeing lower spin rates and we're definitely seeing increase in ball speed um so the the ball speed side of it is that there's a there's a couple reasons why um the easiest to explain is just carbon transmits energy better than titanium does so we're getting more out of that at, at at impact and the other side of it is with lighter weight, we're taking that weight away from the face and we're putting it behind the golf ball at impact. So since there's so many regulations and restrictions on the face of the club, we can only max we, we can only make it spring so much that if you put more mass behind the golf ball at the moment of impact, you're getting more bang for your buck. You're getting more of a, like a sledgehammer type hit. You're getting hit with brass knuckles instead of a bare fist. It is the best way I, I can really explain it. You're not changing the overall mass of the club. So that hand, if it were to punch something, is, is not changing the overall size. But you throw brass knuckles on there, you take, you take the weight out of the face and put it more behind the golf ball at impact, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit a lot harder. Even if you're swinging at the same speed, there's just going to be more speed. There's going to be more mass there to propel the golf ball forward. So we are seeing significant increases in ball speed. Um, it's, it's pretty much a percentage gain. You know, so if you got a slower swing speed, you'll still see an increase in speed, but it might not be as as large as the tour guys. I, I think Colin Morikawa saw in some testing that he did recently, five, six mile an hour increase in ball speed, which is substantial for a tour player. I mean, they're pretty maxed and, and inefficient right. and in their moves. And if they can literally not change anything other than take the, the old head off and put a new head onto their shaft and gain five or six mile an hour ball speed, that's unheard of really
1: so you guys of course you're offering the stealth uh your standard head you got your stealth plus which has some weight uh maneuverability right or changing the uh the ability to draw or fade correct correct and then and then we have the stealth hd
0: um which kind of it does a similar um similar thing that the plus does except it just fixes the weight more towards the heel of the club and gives it a draw bias but we do have the we have the three models. The Stealth is your, is your main kind of neutral, um, fits a lot of players, anywhere from tour players to higher level handicaps, you know, without um, any type of draw or fade bias to it. You know, the HD, which stands for high draw, that one has a little more weight in the heel. Um, that's going to give you a little higher launch and, and a little bit more of a draw bias to it. And then the plus, you can slide the weight any which way you want. Now, the plus, the one thing I will say is it's going to be, it's going to tend to launch a little bit lower and have a little less spin. So if you struggle with spin, that might be a way to go. It is going to be marginally less forgiving. And it's all like we talked about that weight being on the face of the club. Well, the weight on the face hasn't changed, but we have that sliding weight and we have that weight track, which are kind of on the bottom of the club behind the face. So that weight, that track and that weight itself, you know, the, they, they they weigh a decent amount. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I know the sliding weights around 10 grams. I'm not sure what the exact weight is on the track itself. Um, but you know, let's just say it's around 20 and you're taking around 20 grams or, or, so of weight and you're putting it in the middle of the club where the stealth is taking that and putting it around the perimeter of the club in the back of the club. So, mm-hmm. so the plus will be, um, have a little less forgiveness, but it'll have more adjustability, It'll have um, lower spin rate, and sometimes you'll, you'll see an increase in ball speed because there's more weight up by the face. Now, we're not really seeing necessarily that. Um, it's more of a spin factor, to be perfectly honest with you, in the, the difference between the plus and the stealth. And then the HD definitely has the draw bias. So you can look at it as like the stealth is your neutral setup. The plus is your lower, lower spin model with some added adjustability. And then the HD, um, gives you that draw bias.
1: So highly encourage the listener to go out there to the website, check out also the fairway woods. You have the plus, uh, the stealth and the stealth plus and fairway woods. And you also have that in the rescue woods as well. And, um, Again, same technology. It's just we're going Fairway Wood and we're going a hybrid or rescue. Love the fact you guys called a rescue, by the way. Of course, you guys yeah. have always done that. Nobody yes. else has yeah. thought of doing that. Great name because it does. It, it does rescue you out of, uh, out of particular situations. That's yeah. what a hybrid's all about. So uh, love the fact that you've got, you guys have always called that a rescue. But go out there on the website, learn more about this absolutely fantastic technology again i cannot say enough about how good this is and how it, it's it's history it's history in the making i mean like you said earlier we went from persimmon we went to metal we've gone to titanium now we're carbon and you think back at the at the uh the revolution of of drivers and you're like what else can we do what else can change yeah. to make this better and, and you guys have done it i'm like would never in a million years think this would ever happen so again Unbelievable. As far as the irons go, you guys have come out with the stealth irons. Talk a little bit uh, about that.
0: Yeah. And uh, just one one quick point on the on the woods. Um, I I can't believe where we've come. And I sell these things every year and year after year. I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do to make it better than this year's. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these engineers are very smart, heck of a lot smarter than I am. And uh, they find a way to do it year after year. And I'm not doing it any justice, by the way, either. There's nothing I can say or do. Just go out and try it. Try it yourself. Go to wherever you go to try out clubs. Go to a fitting day course. Whatever it is, go out and try this thing because it is a revolutionary technology. It's something that should change the game moving forward um, until the next greatest thing comes out, however many years down the road that's going to be. But um, get out there, give it a try. Because whatever I say or do on here is not going to do it any justice.
1: Um, Stay tuned, Cross Creek members, because I'm going to talk about here uh, as we end this interview. I'm going to give you a date to come out and get fitted. So uh, keep your ears open for that later on here on the podcast. But yeah, would love to hear about the, the irons because I've hit it. I'm absolutely amazed at how it felt. You guys put like a dampener in that head. Talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, so the stealth iron, you know, at, uh, at a lot of the, the training events we did around the territory, things like, that. obviously the driver got a, a, a lot of buzz. But the next most talked about thing, I think, was the, was the iron and how sneaky good it is and how clean it looks and how good it sounded and, and felt. Um, and part of that is that echo dampening system that we have. Um, it's called rib cords. It's down towards, it's inside the club. So essentially the design of the club is very much like a a hollow head construction, like a 790. Um, But we can't put like speed foam or even speed foam air in it because that would move the CG of the club a little higher than we're looking for in a game improvement iron. So we use this rib core, this um, echo dampening system that uh, goes along the bottom of the club. And really it's a souped up rubber that has ridges in it. So it has a lot of touch points on the face. And it's the analogy that we kind of give is like if you were ringing a bell, um, and you needed to quiet and, and, and silence that bell as quick as possible. Instinctively, we would all just grab the bell with our hand and, and hold it. We wouldn't put one finger on the bell and try to get it to quiet down. The more touch points you have, the quicker you can dampen the vibration, the quicker you can, you can soften the pitch of the sound and mute it. So that's the concept um, with that. And that's been in our irons for the past couple of years. Stealth piggybacks and uses a lot of the technology that we've had from you know back dating back to the M series through the Sims and Sim 2s and and all of that. Um, it, it continues to grow on the cap back design that we had in the Sim 2 Max irons and Sim 2 Max OS irons, and we've just really expanded that. So, you know, when you get a chance to check out the, the stealth iron, take a look at the toe area of the club, that cap back design wraps around the toe of the club it saves us by doing that it saves us an extra 10 grams of weight which is a ton of weight to save in an iron it's pretty hard to save you know three four maybe five grams of weight but to save 10 is is an astronomical amount and and basically what we do with that is we just put it straight down in the toe of the club so we're not moving the cg of the club in the heel or the toe giving it a draw or fade bias or anything like that we're just moving the cg down a little bit which allows us to launch it up in the air a little bit more so the lofts we can strengthen a little bit Um, we only have one stealth iron this year so this iron is really a good blend of the sim 2 max and the sim 2 max os by strengthening the lofts a little bit it's a little stronger than sim 2 max it's a little weaker than sim 2 max os the overall size and shape you know the sole of the club is a little bit wider kind of in between the max and the os from last year But the overall top line offset, overall size of the club is very, very similar to the to the max. So we're getting kind of a smaller package that's a bit more forgiving, that's going to launch a little higher and go a little further. Um, You know, it's an all around really good package for a game improvement iron. It does not have that loud sound and feel that some game improvement irons have had throughout the years. Right. Um, it's a more muted, more softer um, pitch, like a forged feel to it. And then we we re- revamped the look of it so that it really blends with the rest of the the Iron Family um, from the um, the the P P7 MBs and MCs and 770s and 790s. It's got that clean look, you know, that the black and silver and satin finish to it. There's not a lot of colors on there. We could have easily put red on there to match the stealth driver and things like that. But in the iron irons, you really want to look good, look clean, and they don't need to be super flashy or anything like that. Um, so that's, that was the reasoning behind the change is really to make them all blend. I mean, in theory, if you wanted to blend a complete set, they should all flow. Um, you know, if you wanted an MB pitching wedge and a MC and work your way all the way through and have one or two of every single model we offer, you could do that and they would all kind of flow.
1: And that's something a lot of golfers don't think about doing, though. You know, it's like, hey, maybe I want the the stealth in my three, four, and five iron. I just talked had an episode last episode talking about set makeups. Mm-hmm. This is a great point you're bringing up here because that's something I did not talk about in that podcast. You can mix and match your irons going through the set. Go with the stealth and the high irons. Maybe go with the seven ninety in your mid irons. Go with the seven seventy and your low irons. You can get so creative. And again, like you're saying, you can still maintain that consistency and look as you're going down through that set absolutely and that was kind of that was kind of the idea
0: it's not a it's not a p series iron but we want it to to blend with the family so you know if you wanted to have a a, even if it was just a four iron uh, of the stealth because it launches higher it's easier to hit you know all that and then maybe some 790s a combo Mm -hmm. set of 770s and 790s or maybe some mcs in there or whatever it is it should all kind of flow. They should have the same kind of look and and feel to them throughout the lineup. Um, and that feedback has been really, really good. You know, the, the stealth iron from all the pros that I've, I've shown it to and all the testing that we've, we've gotten I mean, the two most common things that we've heard is the, the feel of this iron is great. And the look is, is so much better. Mm, so I no, think okay. they, they really, quietly because the driver is going to drive so much of the attention the iron quietly has it's been a huge improvement as well
1: let's talk a little bit about the wedges so what what changes have you guys if any have you made to your wedges
0: yeah um mg3 is our latest and greatest wedge replacing the mg2 line um it's available in like a satin finish and a black finish really we um uh, we worked with our team on kind of the turf interaction and actually we got some of some of the technology that went into mg3 came from you know feedback that we got from tiger woods and how his wedges were designed kind of i think they call it the ski the leading edge of of the wedge is kind of ground down a little bit but we can still have bounce so you can still have a wedge that has a good amount of bounce bounce but doesn't sit super high off the ground Um, so that way, if you are playing firmer conditions, you can still get that leading edge underneath there. And and then every wedge has this thick, thin design to it. So if you look at the back of the wedge, you look at kind of the toe area. If you're looking at a 50 degree wedge, it's going to be thinner. And that's because we want that wedge. We want more of the mass of the club to be down by the sole. We want that to launch more like a normal iron, like, um, a 50 degrees gap wedge. So if you had a set of seven nineties and you opted to just go, five through pitching wedge, and then you wanted an actual wedge for your 50 degree your gap wedge. Well, we want it to fly kind of similar, similarly to your pitching wedge would. But then if you go to and you got a 58 degree lob wedge, that if you look at the back on the toe of that club, it's going to be a lot thicker. And that's designed specifically designed to move the CG of the club higher. So that way with, a, with the higher lofted wedges, really the way you control the distance is by controlling the trajectory. If you just take a normal full swing and this gets a little bit into the teaching side of things. So if this is flying over your head, maybe give a, uh, give Steve a shout and, and do a short game lesson right. with him. But yeah, if you can trap and, and flight the trajectory or wedges, that's the only real way to control your distance. Cause if you just take a normal full swing and just throw it up in the air one mm-hmm. time, it might, the grooves might grab it. Um, and it comes out a little bit lower the next time, if it's a little wet or your balls a little dirty or whatever it might be, it rides up the face a little bit you're not going to get as much distance it's going to it's going to shoot up in the air a little bit you're not gonna have as much spin so if you watch the tour guys on tv or you go to an event if you see them practicing at all when you see them hit their wedge shots they're always lower yeah and it's it's really that's the way you can control the distance with a wedge so we try to do that and help with that in the design of the mg3 wedge by putting more weight up in the in the toe and, and higher up on the club face to move that CG up naturally. So it's really a blended set, depending on what loft you are, the CG of the location is adjusted. The overall size, shape, the length of the hosel, everything is, is adjusted so that it should flow. And again, all so that this will flow into your set of irons so that you you go from your pitching wedge to your gap wedge, your sand wedge, your lob wedge, whatever your set makeup and configuration is, they all kind of blend and flow, so you don't all of a sudden go from a pitching wedge to, to a gap wedge, an MG3 wedge, that looks totally different. It's designed to kind of flow into a, um, you know, a more specific wedge as opposed to a set wedge.
1: Yeah, really exciting you guys uh, are bringing in Tiger for some insight on that. You know, of course, you got the MG3 Tiger Woods grind wedge, and man, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool. We've learned a lot as a as a
0: team, our R&D team and our tour team has learned a lot working with Tiger. Just the things he looks at, pays attention to, you know, some of the things like definitely learned a little bit on his wedges. You know what he does with his wedge, that leading edge. That's that's definitely helped make our wedges more versatile for sure. You know, one other thing about the wedge that I didn't mentioned before is, is the grooves on the face. There's there's these little ribbed grooves. Um across the face that are going to add more spin to it. So they'd still have the raw face because raw is a performance benefit when there's any type of moisture. So if you play early in the morning and there's dew on the grass, you know, if you play in the rain, if you get caught in the rain, if you, if you come up and the sprinkler just finished watering the fairways, there's various reasons why the golf ball might be wet. Um, the, the raw face is definitely a performance benefit. And again, to kind of piggyback, a lot of our stuff comes from the tour guys, and pretty much all tour players use some form of a raw wedge, whether it's the face or the entire wedge or whatever, because they don't get to choose when they play. If it's raining and there's, not, there's no lightning in the area, they got to play, so they know that raw is going to perform better than a plated wedge.
1: Let's talk about the, uh, the spotter GT putters. I mean, these things are, again, I keep using the word phenomenal. That's an understatement on everything you guys are doing, so I'm not trying to overhype that word, but it's just something that describes everything that you're doing. You're doing it well, and the Spider GT putters are phenomenal. What does the listener need to know about these putters that can help them lower their their amount of putts out there on the golf course?
0: Yeah, so it, it really is like a, a total rehaul of the Spider franchise for us. You know we've done great. The putters done really well. I mean, Spider dates back—I don't even know how many years now. But what everybody remembers from the Spider is when it really took off with the with the red and black um, spiders that we offered in oof, what was it, 2017, I think it yeah. was.
1: Yeah, something like um, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's that's when they really took off, and that was really when we put that um, short slant hazel on the Spider for the first time. The tour players love that. Not to geek out too much, but it's it has to do with your the stroke and, you know, face balance versus not face balance. And that had really been the, the first time that anybody really promoted and pushed a mallet putter that wasn't face balanced. And that really took off. And, and if you look, you go in your local uh, country club retail, look on tour. A majority of players are using mallets at this point and a lot of them are using ones um, with short slants or L-necks or all sorts of different configurations that have some toe hang. Um, the toe hang, real quick on that, is just, you know, it's we stand to the side of the golf ball, so naturally when you swing the putter back, naturally it's going to want to open and close, and, and that allows that to happen where a face balance putter resists rotation. So there's um, some type of manipulation in there. But those are the two most common out there some people try to go straight back and straight through because let's face it we are just rolling a ball on the ground so if you can go straight back and straight through and do it effectively that that would be the most effective way to do it but standing to the side of it our natural tendency based on you know physiology or whatever you call it is is that the face is gonna open and close um as you swing it back and through so that really kind of took off and then we've we've adapted and adjusted that putter for several years Um, And we really just kind of thought it was time to change it up, redesign it so that we have future growth potential with the Spider franchise. So Spider GT is definitely a different look to it. Um, If you look at them, they're going to be available in various colors. You'll have an all black, a silver and black, a red and black. Um, And I think a white and blue option will be available, possibly through custom. But, you know, it thins out the middle of the club. Um, There is still some mass there. Uh, so that you get a good solid feel, but again, just like everything in, in the golf equipment, the more weight you can put around the perimeter of the club, the more stable it is. So it has heavy tungsten weights on the heel and toe area of the club, more so than we even had in like the Spider EX and um, the spiders that we've had recently. So that'll that'll increase the MOI and more stability in the Spider GT line. And then there's a whole separate line under the gt family the spider gt we have the notch back the split back and the rollback, and those are just different uh different looks so your your notch back is kind of a traditional shape to a mid mallet except it's a little bit of a larger size so that it's more like a traditional or more like a mallet size as opposed to in between a blade and a mallet so that one's kind of a rounded half moon type look Then we have the rollbacks. There's two different models there. There's a silver one with three black lines on the top and a silver and black one with a black kind of stripe on it. Those are really good for alignment. They're about the width of the golf ball. They're rounded on the top. It's an overall kind of half moon type shape to it, but the the top of the putter is rounded. And then the uh, split back, it's kind of a blend between our Ardmore 3 putter that we've had in the past and our Spider SR. It's the same size and footprint of the GT Spider, but with that kind of split wing design. Um, so depending on whatever your preference is, there's, there's a putter out there in our line. They're all based on stability. They all have our Pure Roll 2 insert. They all have our fluted field shafts. And those are all things that were tour feedback. Again, we get a lot of our information and a lot of our um, feedback from our tour players and product testing. And when you get really, really high stability putters, you tend to lose a little bit of feel out of it. So we're constantly trying to get the feel back through the shaft and the materials that we use on the putter face and the insert in particular. So um, the Pure Roll 2 has a little bit of metal mixed in there. So it'll give a little more click off the face. And the fluted feel shaft has um, flutes in the shaft about two-thirds the way down or three-quarters the way down on the shaft, and that'll give just a little more feel out of the putter. Um, so it's always a blend. When you get really, really high MOI, you tend to lose feel, and if you got a lot of feel, you have no MOI. So, you know, it's always a blend of the two, and um, we're able with this franchise to be able to expand and, and make higher stability putters and still be able to put the feel back into them.
1: Well, highly encourage the listener to go out there and, uh, and and demo these at your nearest golf shop. What I love about what you guys do on your website, when I mean, you can hover your cursor over a club or over a putter, and it gives you that uh, overhead view as if you're looking down at that putter. Absolutely love that because, yeah. I mean, how many times you put a putter down and just don't like the way it looks? You can get a preview of that on the website. So go out there and check that out. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, and the other thing, our website, you can get all the specs for all of our stuff on there. I know years ago, it was like a tough thing to find. But if you were looking and you wanted to see what the lofts were on the stealth irons or whatever it might be, you can just go right to the website, pull it up. And down the bottom, they always have the specs down there. So a lot more information these days readily available.
1: Absolutely. Talk to me about the PGA and LPGA Tour players that uh, you guys have on staff for this season. Who can the listener expect to see out there wearing the gear, uh, the hat? playing the ball playing the clubs who can we see out there
0: yeah yeah absolutely um we got a great stable for the players you know we got tommy fleetwood and kallum dj rory obviously tiger uh matt wolf i believe all of those that i just mentioned are full bags with the exception of tiger plays a different ball and uses a nike club, but the rest of them i believe are all uh Full tailor-made, pretty much. Uh, Ricky is, it plays the ball and uses the glove. We just signed um, Brooke Henderson, I believe, the ball-and-glove deal. Charlie Hole, um, Sierra Brooks, Maria Fossy. So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of people on the PGA, the LPGA, even some of the other tours that are kind of up-and-coming um, playing tailor-made. It's exciting. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, really good lineup. Personally, I mean, if you're thinking, who do I think will have a really good year? I find it. I have a hard time betting against Colin Morikawa just because I know the guy's yeah. work ethic. Um, and he's considered one of the elite ball strikers on the PGA Tour, and really, he's just got to get the putter. He gets if he gets putter hot, uh, that guy can he can win any tournament anywhere at any time, and he can get hot and get going. So, I know that's hard. It's hard to say because I mean, you got DJs like the same thing. If he gets putter going, Rory, if he gets putter like. Uh, we got, we got, a, we got a fun roster to, to watch and, uh, and root for every week. So, um, but I think Colin, he's, you know, he's kind of, he's been out there for a few years now and he's, he's kind of getting into his own and I think he'll be, uh, he'll be in a good spot this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, ironically, uh, Davis, Davis works in our golf shop at Cross Creek. He and I were having a conversation about, uh, Murakawa. Gave me some really interesting stats. that It's out there. Anybody can Google this, but I thought I'd share this since you brought him up because I feel the same way. I think he's going to have a really good year. Would absolutely love to see him win the Masters. But if you compare he and Tiger's first 60 events as a professional, Tiger had nine wins. Colin had six. Colin has 24 top 10 finishes to Tiger's 36, two majors to Tiger's only one major. One WGC event, Tiger had none. Five uh, missed cuts to Tiger's one. 69.4 average was right at Tiger's at 68.5. And then winnings, of course, we know as time has gone on, winnings have gotten larger thanks to Tiger, in my opinion. 18.4 million he's won in the first 60 events compared to Tiger's 5.9. So some really cool stats there. Yeah, I mean,
0: performance-wise, a lot of the numbers are there. The money, I 100% agree with you. Um, Tiger Woods changed that. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. You know, aside from Arnold Palmer, probably um, when the just the right. television era was coming on, I think Tiger's had probably the next most influence on viewers' participation. I was just honestly, I was just getting my hair cut yesterday, and uh, the gal was telling me her husband plays golf. He loves TaylorMade and. And she's like, he just got back into it really when Tiger came back and, and he won. And I was like, you know, that's just another, I, t- I kind of turned my head a little bit. And I was thinking like, he, he really is still, still the needle in golf. And oh yeah, um, it's amazing what he's done for the sport and for this next generation of players and the prize purses and pools and all that, the rating, the viewership and the way you can watch golf now and follow it and the coverage of it. Um, we all have a lot to uh, they thank that man for regardless of uh, you know whether he's playing or not still um, yeah. but we did get to see him out there um, he looked good I mean uh, the, him playing the stealth driver was a total surprise we did not expect that, um, yeah, the that. team yeah. kind of they kind of scrambled around to put some material together to kind of tease it because it wasn't officially even announced yet and honestly anyone other than Tiger Woods the answer probably would have been no I know DJ wanted to put it in play back at um, it was at the Ryder Cup. He wanted to put it in play and and they weren't ready for it to be out there yet. So um, it was totally unexpected for him to put it in play, but he, he looked good, um, looked better than I th- anything I was expecting. I didn't have any expectations. I just thought it was really cool being a father myself. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get out there and you're going to try to tough it out um, to do that with your son and my goodness, this son have a good golf swing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's unbelievable! And then they almost won it. I mean, it's just so yeah, close. I know, I know. So um that's, it was, uh, it was really cool. Um, I would not put anything or ever bet against that guy to do anything. So um look forward to seeing if he's going to get back out there again this year, if and when, whenever that's going to happen. Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. But you got to yeah. take care of himself, take care of the family, and do what you got to do. So.
1: Absolutely. And of course, we got Charlie to look forward to. And I made a comment in my one of my podcasts about how cool it would be to see Charlie and uh, John Daly's son just have a a rivalry like uh, like Tiger and Phil did. That would be so cool if we saw that down the road. So we'll see. Hopefully. Never know. Right. I mean, uh, that would be really
0: cool. They both got uh, uh, they both got game. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're in that same kind of age range, and uh, it could definitely be down the
1: road. Absolutely. I mentioned earlier, uh, Cross Creek members, be on the lookout. We have a fitting day coming up that's going to be on Tuesday, March the 8th. March the 8th, it's going to be from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. I will be sending out information on that, a link where you can sign up. Absolutely take advantage of that. And, of course, we'll have more fitting days throughout the year at Cross Creek. And highly encourage you again. Go out to the website. It's tailormadegolf.com again. Tailormadegolf.com, and uh, just research and 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 read about and look at everything that Brandon's been talking about. And go follow them on social media, of course, and get up to date on any any alerts and any news that they may post out there on social media. Brandon, uh, thank you so much for taking time to come on. And again, I, I cannot stated enough uh, how unbelievable this technology is and how honored I am to have you on to talk about this because it's history we're going to look back on this many years down the road say oh yeah I remember when TaylorMade came out with that carbon wood you know and just like we look back on it now like you said earlier we remember when TaylorMade came out with the metal wood and that was different back then so congratulations to you guys continue to uh, kick those doors down in the golf industry because y'all do a very good job of it yeah um i I appreciate appreciate you having me
0: on it's always fun um it's not something i do too often so really cool to be on here and get to share um the tailor-made lineup and thoughts opinions and inside information that i have on it like steve said go out and, and just try it um find wherever you go try out clubs go test it out give it a whirl uh, it's really cool technology. And I, I do think that we'll look back at this launch, um, years down the road and remember when this kind of happened, cause it is a revolutionary change in the way drivers are made. Yeah, no doubt about it.
1: Thanks again, Brandon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Let me know the next time. I'd be happy to come back on.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed yet another episode of the Go Forth in Golf podcast. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to push the play button. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, I really, really appreciate that. Help me spread the word about the podcast. Take a screenshot of it. Maybe share it with your friends on social media. Maybe you take that link and you forward it on to a friend via text message and tell them to check it out or just word of mouth, anything you can do that can help me spread the word about the podcast is tremendously appreciated. If you're out there listening on the Apple platform, you feel like I deserve it, go out there, pull up my podcast, scroll down, you see the five-star rating, click on that fifth star, that really helps me move up those Apple charts, it gets me in front of a lot more people that I can help with their golf game, and also if you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a good review, I really appreciate that. The next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, February 16th, and I'm taking your listener questions, so please email me any questions you may have pertaining to golf to my email address. It's sgoforth at pga.com. Again, sgoforth at pga.com. If you're seeing my social media posts out there about the podcast, feel free to reply to that post as well with your question and I'll answer all I can on the next episode. So please go out there send me some questions. I would love to be able to help you personally with your golf game. Until the next episode, I hope you hit those drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens and regulation. Drain more putts, and most of all, please get out there and have a good time. No matter who you're playing with, whether you're playing by yourself, whether you're playing with a family member, you're playing with a friend, just get out there and enjoy it. That's what this game is all about. That's why we do this. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at goforthgolfinstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.